Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Kim Taylor is the founder of the Nine Steps to Ultimate Communicator Training System. She's an impassioned communication coach, mentor, trainer and author with a strong business and hospitality background. Kim's signature one-on-one and group Ultimate Communicator Coaching programs and proven communication training systems guide clients so that they can master the ability to communicate in any speaking situation. Hi, Kim. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Hi. How are you, Leanne? I'm really good, and I'm excited to talk to you today about the Ultimate Communicator. That's being our theme. But first, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about you and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, sure. No, that sounds good. It's um, well, it it all started actually when I think back um, when I grew up with a fear of speaking up and a fear of communicating with others. So that was like, you know, better to stay quiet, fly under the radar. Um, What's that old, what's that quote by Mark Twain? He says, you know, better to be heard and um, be thought of fool than to speak and remove all doubt. And, and that quote didn't come to me till years later. But when I heard it, I went, oh, that was what I was when I was, when I was young. And, and so I had this very, you know, lacking confidence and, and really insecure about what I said, would I be judged by others, you know, that type of thing. And it wasn't until I started to branch out and we had the nursery and, and I uh, was being asked to do uh, talks at Bunning stores at big W stores, you know, had their garden clubs, at the ginger factory at their festival of flowers, that, you know, I realised that, gosh, it's not actually about me. And it got me curious about it. So even though I'd go in with tremendous fear around sharing information, helping people grow these, you know, ornamental gingers that we were growing, it was about, um, it. I realised that, gosh, if I overcome my fears, if I learn more about communication, this is it's just wonderful seeing the response. I'll feel better and I'll be able to do a better job. So I guess it was it's always been about coming from a place of service, which is always my deep belief with communication. And coming from um, a place of service means not making it about me, but making it about the people I'm wanting to reach, the you know the information to share, to help them in some way. And, and when I switched it and I started to explore this, this has led into, um, into the business. Uh, well, first of all, it was Ultimate Speaker, but which changed then to Ultimate Communicator. So in a nutshell, that, that's essentially what happened. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Kim, because it is something that we do hear about people are sort of, well, not thrown into it, but, you know, need to do some speaking just to get their message across or to even just to promote their business. But they have this fear, don't they? They have this deep down thing thinking, oh, my goodness, I can't do it. And it's something that when you stop and take a moment and think, well, it's not just about me, then then you can actually move forward and become that better speaker or communicator. 
Yes, exactly. And there's some tremendous uh, statistics. I think it's Qualtrics have um, done some research on it. And, and one of the things in, in these recent times, because there's been so much change in the world, one of the things that's come through is that 86% of people just really want their, 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 you know, their leader, their, the manager, the person in charge to actually be um, building that trust improving that communication, uh, collaborating with them more. And, and it's making them feel more uh, secure in their work, feel better, the trust, the productivity is improved, all through the communication changing. And uh, because communication comes into everything, our work, relationships, life, everything. And, uh, and so when you see that in the workplace, that people are seeing it as such a thing that's um, important for their for how they feel about their work, because we put enough hours into work that we want to enjoy ourselves while we're there, um, then you can see why it's such an important thing. If we've got anything that's happening, any disconnect on some level, how important it is to like overcome that and, and build that trust and rapport with, with others. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And it's not just the words, is it? Like, as you say, when you're communicating, it's not just the words, because I think there's some percentage where it's quite low, the words that come out of our mouth that people actually take on board or, you know, yeah. if they're not going to trust you. It doesn't matter what the words you're saying. It's, yes. it's a lot more than that, isn't it? It's more than just, you know, getting practised and saying these certain words out there because you're not building that connection with people. Exactly, exactly. And that nonverbal, I think that's what you're referring to is that nonverbal communication is so much more. People are weighing us up within seconds of having met us. They've got some perception. And, and it's generally it's true. Well, not always, but generally it's true. So we're we're giving off. If we're what is the what's the term? It's um physiology creates our psychology is one thing, but it's also um, perception is projection. So how we're perceiving ourselves is actually how we're projecting ourselves as well. So if we're not feeling comfortable, and I heard a beautiful expression the other day from someone that I was talking, talking with, and she called it the concierge of communication. And I went, isn't that beautiful? There's all these different, we're like the, when we can just own that in ourselves and really own our style and feel comfortable and, and that whole how we perceive ourselves as communicators, we start projecting it in our realness, in our, in our authenticity, which is a very overused word, but it's like we're real, we're, we're, we're owning our uniqueness. Then it's like all of that changes, that nonverbal, how people perceive us, how we feel about it. And just like you're saying, the word's such a small percentage. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, a, whole big, it's a whole new ball game when we can do that. Yeah. yeah, and I think we've even spoken about this before, is about the uniqueness because everyone is different and we don't necessarily want to have people communicating to us in that that by rote style, is it, or that one where you know, might be taught to be a speaker speaking in a certain certain style and I, I can't connect with some of them. I guess they have the message, they're saying the words, they're not doing ums and ahs, they're getting it all right, yeah. <laughs> but you just can't connect. So if you're your unique person or authentic, as you say, I agree it's an overused word but that's sort of what we're looking at is being you that's more likely to make that connection and get people to really listen to you exactly and and you know so many people come to me saying you know I just want to be real I want to feel like myself I want to 
deliver these words. So I need to do a talk, okay, that's a given, but I want to do it in my style. I want to do it in my realness. And, you know, even someone was sharing with me the other day that um, they'd gone to this conference and, you know, a professional speaker walks up onto the stage and the first thing he did was drop all the pens um, and, and he knocked something over. And, you know, she said, I connected with him straight away because he was real. And, and it wasn't a put on. It was just that he just went, oh, well. And it was the way he handled that too. He just went, oh, well, these things happen. All right, so what are we doing here? And he, and he, and he just launched into what he was doing and it was very, it was very natural. And, and he didn't pick the stuff up. He just left it on the floor and, and continued on. And that's what, that's what owning your style is. That's what owning and being really comfortable within yourself is about whatever style that is because we're all very unique and we're all very different so yeah yeah and you're, you're talking about different styles and that we are unique I know that you've got the archetypes haven't you that you can actually help people go well this is what you are so identify their strengths from that architect type so you're not taking on this different persona you're still being you and using that as your strength yes exactly and uh and yes they're, they're called the ultimate communicator archetypes and, uh, and it was funny because over COVID, when we we're all you know, in lockdown and having to do the isolation thing, uh, I, was, I was doing a, a course and it started me thinking, I thought, gosh, we have money archetypes, we have personality archetypes, we have marketing branding archetypes. Why couldn't we have communication archetypes? And, and I'd always noticed that there were, you know, everyone, you know, everyone had, there was a thing, there were different themes in the people that I worked with and just noticing, because I love, love watching people and behaviours and language and I find it all very fascinating and not to stalk people, but it's just like just interested, curious. And, and so I, I decided to knuckle down and, and do some really thorough research and research, you know, the Carolyn Mace's work and, and Elizabeth Puddick's work and, and clients. And what I discovered were there are these eight communication styles that came in with the, with, um, with, with the way that they have different strengths, have different uh, challenges that show up for them and all very unique. And they all have their own, what I call communication calling, their own uniqueness and what they do and, and how they get their message out into the world and how they can help make it land with, with their audiences or not just their audiences too. It's, it's if they're going into a boardroom, uh, talking with their partner, talking with their family, talking with their team. It's how they deliver that in their own natural style. So that's that's what came out, and and I was so excited when um, when I when I started to develop this. And uh, have I got time to share a quick story? Yeah, sure, go for it. Oh, oh good. Uh, one one lady that um, I'm working with, and she's fine for me to share this, is that um, she was wanting to find her voice. She was wanting to. Uh, she does. She's a trauma therapist, and she was wanting to get her message out into the world. So it's a very, you know, it's a really intense subject. It's an intense for the people that she works with. And what she was finding is because she's very direct in her communication, she was actually putting people offside. And and so people, she was seeing that there there was a disconnect within herself, but also how people were responding to her. So we work together and uh, what she's identified is that she is in fact a sage first of all so they don't even want to be on stage 
they want to be behind the scenes. And I see you smiling. Are you relating? I am. <laughs> You've done the archetypes, right? You've done the profiling yes. tools. Yeah. <laughs> on the stage, yes. But she didn't even want to be on stage. So that was one driver. So very solid in their research. They're very thorough. They just want to be behind the scenes with all of the facts and, and figures. And then there was also a part of her that wanted to, a campaigner that wanted to get out into the world and get this message out because she's got these unique tools that she uses to help people shift, you know, traumatic ex, um, experiences from the past. Beautiful, beautiful work. And, and so when she took the ownership, so long story short, she started, when she learned her archetypes and she understood where the strengths were and how she could call on the strengths of the other archetypes that were going to support her in her message. And she's aware of those things that were blocking her progress, breaking rapport with her, with her audience and how she could adapt that. Then she start, now she started getting the, um, the, the response from people. And, and the other thing that shifted, like we we're talking about before, um, perception is projection how she perceives herself is differently so now she's projecting it differently and and it's beautiful because she's showing me videos that she's creating and she's showing me conference talks that she's doing now reaching these massive audiences and there's a real shift in what's happening for her and that's that's what I love that that's the power of the archetypes so yeah it's so wonderful when you see people who've been so frightened about being on on stage or presenting or yeah. you know because and they do say that it's probably the top fear isn't it the fear of public speaking even over death and all these other things but you know it is quite a fear for people but when they can sort of take it on and do it in their own style and know who they are it's just a beautiful thing to see isn't it totally totally and uh, you know we're all so different you know with when we think of different people and and uh, like for example I'm just trying to think of a couple oh let's think of Oprah Winfrey you know she's got that very connected she's a connector if we were to do her archetypes I think one of hers would, would definitely come out as a connector as one of her top archetypes because she connects people she's got that real way of, of talking to one but really bringing everyone in together and and it's such a beautiful thing to watch but if you think of her style if she tried to be a Steve Irwin who's larger than life you know when he when he was around of course and he's a he's a luminary give me the biggest stage and he's in his element or perhaps Amanda Gore I don't know if you know Amanda, Amanda Gore she's a um, you know she does the joy and happiness and she does a lot of work with corporates she bounces on stage in fact I saw her speaking just last week at the Sunshine Coast Businesswoman's Network and you know she's larger than life if we put Oprah against Amanda Gore totally different styles if Oprah tries to be Amanda or Amanda tries to be Oprah it's just not going to work and this is coming back to what you were saying around we get told to be a certain way and this is where it can be the trap for people because they think oh I've got to do it this way because well this person's getting success therefore I'll have success if I do the same thing and it's like no no stop there to stop there and go I need to know myself reflect on that understand where my strengths are where my challenges can show up and and work with that progress there from that point and get to know yourself another example would be um Jacinda Ardern uh, trying to be a Tony Robbins but I mean here's this 
she's an inspirer, right? She's she's a empathic, she's an empathic leader. She does it in her gentle, natural way. And 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 Tony Robbins again is, you know, he's he's the emperor. He's on the stage, owning the space and creating all the stuff. And it's it's like she couldn't be him, he couldn't be her. And and why do we resonate with them? You know, whether we like their their style or, or their politics or whatever, that aside. If we just look at how they are and go, wow, they're just so aligned with who they are. It's congruent. Why? Because they're owning who they are. They're not trying to be like anyone else. They're just being themselves. And that's exciting. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it is really exciting. And you can feel it even as being an audience member, if you're resonating with someone because you're just, you're leaning in, you're listening to them. And it's not always for the ones that are the, the perfect speech or whatever it is, you know, that's coming out across. It is, you know, whatever style it is that's and whatever message they've got. Because as you said, Tony Robbins is very different to Jacinta Ardern, to Oprah Winfrey. And I think it's great that there are the different styles because sometimes you don't want that great big high energy. It depends what message they've got. Yeah. If you're going there for personal development, yeah, Tony Robbins, Robbins, you want to get hyped up and you might like that type of thing. But sometimes you need that nice, calm message to come across like Jacinta Ardern has to do because of what she's doing. So you, you wouldn't want that, that different style. So I love that. Yeah. And I love how, you know, with the people that you've worked with, you've got lots of stories that you've seen the differences. What are some of the things that you think that you could say that, you know, if they learn how their, their style or what their style is, Mm. how it would benefit them say in business oh fantastic yeah great question so what what I'm noticing with with the people that I'm working with is that their communication when they're when they know and own that style of theirs how it's changing for them is in the way that they're communicating with say attracting clients that would be one thing that I would say so that conversation with a potential client and even the way that they speak with their clients Again, like the client I was mentioning just before, she's got a shift in the way that she communicates with her clients because she's able to, not not only because she's understanding herself, but she's recognising who her clients are. She's recognising who they are in in the communicator archetypes. So she's able to adapt her communication. So that would be one area I would say, you know, whether you're doing your group trainings, whether you're doing your one-on-one, whether you're talking to a potential client, it's how you communicate your message. And then when it comes to the public speaking, it's it's then uh, doing it in this, or maybe even a better example would be social media. So for example, when you know your archetypes, uh, if you're, for example, an inspirer, like we're talking about Jacinda Ardern, it's not really her way. She can do video perfect no she can do video but it's not actually her thing to be in front of a camera so she would do perhaps an interview with someone or she would do a conversation with someone so it can still be you you adapt your communication in your social media as well so where someone has maybe mentioned oh doing Facebook lives is is the thing to do you know do one a day and get your message out you've got to be strong and you're going like yuck that feels like yuck inside Um, then you go well identifying well what would feel good would it be interviewing somebody else so that the focus isn't on on the inspirer for example or the sage 
No, neither of them want to be in front of the camera. They want to be behind the scenes generally, working one-on-one or or just not in that big audience. So you adapt as an example. And that's why the the gold in knowing your, your archetypes means that if you are a Tony Robbins, then your natural way is actually, I'll use the word should deliberately, be on the big stage because you are, you're illuminating the way for others by your charisma, the magnetism that shows. People are drawn to that. You know, you could be walking down the street in your tracky dacks and, and going down to get a, a, a you know, two-litre bottle of milk or something, and you just exude this magnetism and charisma, and people are drawn to that. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense as a luminary or an empress or an emperor is to be on that stage because you're shining the light for others. And, and that becomes your communication calling. Whereas somebody else, you know, like coming back to the interviewer, it's that natural leadership style of building the relationship, you know, being there in that natural fairness and kindness and, and empathic, you know, empathic way. So, yeah, and that's just two, sharing two examples, but um, that's that would be the plus of, of some pluses of, of knowing that. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. That's awesome because it's just so exciting because I know we could talk on this for you know, hours and hours because there's so much in you can know about all the different types of uh, archetypes. So I'm thinking, you know, if people wanted to know more about, you know, what you do and more about the archetypes, things like that, where's the best place for them to go? Okay, so there's my, my website is ultimatecommunicator.com.au and I have, um, we can put the link um, if in, in below, I think, can't we? Yes. So that will take them straight to that page so that they can actually complete the profiling tool. It only takes about eight minutes, 10 minutes tops to do the questions and it's, it's just essentially going, I totally disagree or I totally agree or somewhere in between. And then with the questions that are being asked, that's a really, really fast, easy, fun. And then at the end, you find out your top archetype. But then what I was thinking before we came on the call is uh, I would love to gift a 20-minute complimentary for the people who are watching the podcast uh, to be able to help them take that even further. Because when they do the quiz, they'll find out their top archetype. So that's their top communication archetype. But then what by talking with me, and it's obligation free, they'll actually find out what their second and third archetype is, what their communication calling is, what their strengths are, what holds them back as their challenges, because I can help them by the way that they've answered the questions to be able to see how their second and third archetypes support and drive their top archetype and where their challenges and strengths um, to help them with that as well. So, yeah, that would oh, be my gift. Yeah. That is so wonderful. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm sure our listeners will appreciate that because it's just such a wonderful, wonderful gift. I've done it myself, so I totally recommend it. Yes. So, again, thank you so much for spending your time here today explaining that, and I just hope people take that on board with the ultimate communicator. Being authentic, being yourself, and knowing what your uh, archetype is can you know, truly just change the way you communicate with people. So thank you so much. Thank you, Leanne. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun. So thank you. And that's what it's about, isn't it? It's yes. about having fun. And, and this is what communication can be. So, yeah, beautiful. Igniters, how passionate is Kim about being the ultimate communicator? The key is to be the real you. Know your unique style and use it to your advantage. If you want to know more about Kim's ultimate communicator archetypes profiling tool, 
go to ultimatecommunicator.com.au. To live a life of balance, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.